Hey, 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 world, it's me, Tamara Brown. Who am I? I am an author, blogger, website designer, as well as a brand and visual strategist, and the host of Blog Diaries, Broke, Lonely, Angry, and Horny, turning your mess into a beautiful masterpiece. And today, the topic I want to talk about on the very first day of New Year's Eve is, it happened to me. And, um... I'm going to be talking about sexual assault and the things that happened to me on New Year's Eve. And I hope that in the process of this, that I can help somebody. Um, It is to the very day. I was age 11, and my mother and her friends and her boyfriend were over celebrating New Year's Eve. And what made that day significant is I remember having a hamburger from this restaurant. And it was from a grocery store. So many of you know that if you live in New York City, the grocery stores is where you got your best food, (laughs) right? And so I can remember this day to the day. I was 11 when it happened. And I remember my mother sitting there. And there's three things that I remember. I remember that hamburger. I remember in the center of the room, was a plastic bottle with aluminum foil on the top and a rubber band and a straw that stuck out the side of the quarter water bottle. I remember the scent of crack in the house. I remember that scent. That's why um, it's very distinct. It has a very distinct smell. And I remember my mother in the room, and I remember my mother saying, "Go, go with him." To go get, go get, um, go get a hamburger. And I can remember us walking out, and I can remember him saying the words of Jezebel, telling me the story of Jezebel and calling me his Jezebel. I can remember getting on the train because in New York City, at that time, the trains were free. I can remember getting off at 110th Street. I can remember walking into a big building, walking out of the train station, and the streets being filled and people partying. I can remember it not being as cold of a winter, but I can remember the building being so dark. It was that day that changed me. It shattered my innocence. And the first thing I thought, even though I was 11 years old, was I would never be innocent. And the words that stuck in the back of my head were Jezebel and people screaming, Happy New Year. So I knew at the strike of 12, I was losing a gift. Something was taken from me. And I remember how painful it was. Not only physically, but mentally. I can remember all of that. And to the day, it was actually on Tuesday night, and I knew that this year would be a little bit more significant. Uh, For me, because it replayed like an old 8-track, like an old record. 
but it didn't skip a beat. It was my story, and and my thing was, for years and years and years, I didn't love the way everybody else loved. I lost things. Women who are molested or sexually assaulted lose a piece of them. They're never the same. And I can only speak, I, I, I do believe that because I know so many women who have been molested or raped or whatever words you want to use for sexual um, assault. In the power of last year, it was all about the Me Too movement. But it's not about Me Too. It is about the scar that remains on you. It is about the memories that you cannot erase. It's about taking away the fact that every time the strike of 12 comes, I was starting, I was starting a new something that I had no clue of. And even though as an adult I've had I've been intimate and I've had children, what it taught me is it's a forever scar. So often and so many times we tell women to forget about it. We tell women that that just happened in the past. But the fact that the, the remainder of what people and a lot of people don't get, it is your forever scar. It is a scar that is on your emotion and on your heart and on your spirit. For me, I was called to Jezebel, and as I got older and researched the, the meaning of it, and as a kid, I was always a researcher. I realized the word was associated with the Bible. That gentleman was also considered to be a pastor and an addict. So it, it, set, a st- it, set, a, it set a tone of how I looked at God and how I looked at life. And that's not a pity party but an opportunity to help somebody. My brother, who at the time was younger than me, was the very first person that I told. I showed him my bloody panties. It is his forever scar of knowing a secret and knowing a little bit more than I knew of what had happened to me. This is not to bring anyone down on their prosperous year, but what it is is that I believe, in, and it's just my belief, let's stop telling people to heal and get over it and forget about it. You can't get over what is your forever scar. You can move on and have a better life. You can be victorious and you can do all the things great in life, and you will. For those who have experienced what I have experienced, you will. But it will be your forever scar. It will forever be a market on your mind, heart, and spirit. And that's the tattoo that you can't erase. That's the tattoo that you can't get surgically removed. For a lot of us, we will have triggers and emotional moments where it will play back. I still don't church the church or the word pastor the way someone else should. Don't blame me. That's what I tell people. 
blame the fact that this gentleman took something. I can't even call him a gentleman, but I'm being polite. That he took something away. He took something away, and it was a very reminder. I couldn't move out of my... I was working so much to forget yesterday on purpose. I just didn't want to celebrate the way everybody else, and every year I try to because I have children, and I don't want my children to be stagnated, to ever think it's okay to be stagnated by the bad things that happened. But on so many occasions on the 31st, I've, a lot of times I had to actually focus on taking care of my son because we spent many, many of New Year's Eves in the hospital. It was on New Year's Eve that I got the bad news that my son was on renal was in renal failure, and he could not go back. So he could not. Um, he would have to go on dialysis. That day is significant significant for me. So the holiday season, when people say that you're being a sad sack and you know you're being miserable or, or all the words that I've heard. And let it go. Believe me, I've done my very best to let it go. Um, Just as so many other women have. But it is your forever scar. It is your scar, a reminder that, especially if you were a child, that you was never a gift that you could give your husband. And this gentleman not only took away um, my virginity, and my innocence, but he took away my faith in God at one point because I couldn't understand it, right? Um, He didn't only just hurt me, but he hurt my brother. And when I say he hurt my brother, he didn't tell. I had to tell my brother, and he had to carry that burden for 11 more days when I finally did go because it's a fearful thing. But as we are into a new year and a new decade, I'm 45 now. I, I, I want to encourage any woman or man, because this happens just as much to men as it does to women. I want to encourage you today to do not let that forever scar hold you back. And I know that I've been talking about purpose and promise in Kwanzaa, um, that forever scar is just a mark. And as I know it's on the soul and on the heart and the mind, but I do believe you can heal that scar. That scar is healed. You either can allow that wound to be opened or you can allow it to heal. You can allow it to be your motivation. Right? Or you can allow it to be your mess. A lot of times we have people tell us how we feel. And in this new year, in this new decade, I will not allow things to allow people to take things away from me. And I think that was the lesson. That's the lesson because a lot of us become so locked in on what he did and what other people did and what other people did to hurt us 
we hold on to things that take away our living, our peace of living, our opportunity to live, our opportunity to laugh, our opportunity to love. We let think we hold on to things so tight. We forget how valuable we are. We forget that those who hurt us, it's not our fault. Let me say that again. Those who hurt us, it's not our fault. They made a conscious, conscious, conscious decision to hurt us. They made a conscious decision to leave a scar. And... In order for us to move forward, in order for us to have our very best life, we got to move forward. But it does not mean to take those people and the things they did to us, what them other people did with us. See, the thing is, is that we do have the one power. We may not have been able to control the event or the situation or the circumstance, but what we can control is our thoughts, our minds, and our spirits. We have control over that. We have control over the fact that we don't have to hold on to people anymore that don't fit our, who don't fit with us. I I realized that I didn't set boundaries because of that one night. Can I say that again? I did not set boundaries because of that one night. That I allowed people to repeatedly, spiritually, and emotionally hurt me. And it may not be the same thing, but it's the same thing. We allow our friends that are no, who really aren't our friends be no good to us. We allow things that can repeat itself because we fear losing. We fear being alone. We allow people who want what they want and then tell you that you're not worth it. We're going to change the narrative today. We have to change the narrative. Because if we don't change the narrative, somebody, we will continue to give someone else to write our story. We'll work so hard for people for them to say, yeah, I appreciate you, but this is the standard that I'm going to set for you. I'm going to set this standard because this is what I think you deserve. And that's not fair. I kept allowing it to happen. And sis and brother, just because somebody has molested you in back then or a couple of days ago or a couple of hours ago, you're not going to be over it. But if you don't set a standard, speak up, speak out. Don't let yourself be the prisoner of their bad behavior. That's what happens. Isn't it crazy somebody that has done something to you will make you be the prisoner of their bad behavior? They will leave a forever scar because that's what usually people do. They leave a forever scar and they have no 
No thoughts about it. Be good to people, but be good to yourself first. So when people ask me, what do I want? And it's not a goal. It's not. It's just a, a behavior and a standard. I'm going to be good to me. I'm going to stop trying to please people. Um, no one will ever see. Because I think that for me, and I'm speaking for myself, when I allowed that per- when that person molested me, he made me think that I was less than. He made me think that I was a Jezebel. When I looked at the meaning of Jezebel, it, it sets it. It resonated. I was like, did I, I? You know, and I was a I wasn't a plus size girl, but I was a shapely girl for my age. And I know that so many girls could, that have had this happen to them and women. I started for some people. It's different side effects to this shit, right? It's different side effects. It affects everybody else differently. For me, it made me passive. It made me not go for what I wanted because I can remember sitting in the stand of a grand jury because this went to court. And I can remember sitting in the stand telling my story. A young girl at 11 years old, and they said, well, why didn't you run? Let me say that again. Why did you run? Not I'm sorry that this happened to you. I'm not. And I can remember looking in the eyes of people and some people having tears in their eyes. But the general question that was asked by those lawyers was, why didn't you run? That lawyer. And I could not answer that. And the first question, the first thing I said wasn't that I was scared that I thought I was making him happy and I was doing what I was told. Isn't that sickening? And then I thought about it became the replay of my life, making people happy who didn't give two shits about me, who fronted like they cared because this gentleman fronted like he cared for me. And I realized I was repeating in my 45 years from the 11 to 45, I was doing the same thing. <sighs> so I encourage you today to start repeating. I was doing what I thought they wanted to make them happy. If they are not making you happy, if that's not your definition of friendship, if that's not your definition of love, stop repeating the story. Start repeating the history. Sister, brother, whatever it is. The thing about side effects, they leave a scar. They are forever in a day. You know, if you take a medicine, it says the side effects include sleepiness, dizziness, such and such and such and such. But no one ever tells the side effects of sexual assault. Um, Whether you were molested as a child, or whatever harsh words they want to use for this. At the, end of, at the end of the day, it's all the same. Somebody stole something from you without your permission. They violated you without your permission. And we have to stop allowing people, not because it goes so much deeper than this, to violate us. 
leaving forever scars, leaving forever wounds. And I'm just not talking to, you know, this is the topic. But we allow people to leave these forever wounds, these these wounds that then tell you to get over it. How freaking dare you? You know, it's just like, listen, I know I gave you, I know I gave you some bad medicine. I know it's going to make, it gave you a third titty. But forget about it. No. Because if we do not, I think the one thing that we need to do in this 2020 is to stand up for ourselves. We need to stop allowing people who put forever wounds make them accountable. And if it means them losing you, so be it. But I, I just won't be around people who give forever wounds. Because I, I have that already. So I'm going to keep adding on to the scars. And I thought about all the things. I mean, I did a list for me. What's your forever? What, oh, the, and then the last 10 decades. I mean, I got serious wounds and lists. Now, oh, snap. This list is crazy long. And I had the people names. Right? Like a Christmas list. And I don't deserve that. And you don't deserve that. So today, my sisters and brothers and, and listeners, we're gonna, we gonna cut that out. We're gonna cut it out. We can't keep going in the same direction and having forever wounds. We're gonna have those forever wounds granted. But I'm not going to be around the people who left me the scars. It doesn't mean I didn't forgive you. I just mean, It means that I just refuse to be around you. I, and I just can't. I will no longer be around people who steal things from me and then tell me to forget about it. It's almost like kicking me in the ass repeatedly, right? We're repeatedly kicking your ass and you just keep on going back. I just refuse to. I deserve better. And that is the word for me. The words, I deserve better. Nope, I'm not being your friend like that no more. There's rules to this shit. Nope. I'm no longer taking your ish. Mm-mm, nope. I already got a forever scar and wound. Right? That I can never erase. I was 11 when that happened. But I will not allow anybody else. I'm 45 years old. I'm getting older, but I'm wiser. And I cannot allow anyone else to keep putting the same scars on my heart, soul, and spirit. I will not allow people to take advantage of me. I will not allow you to think because you think I need you, or you think I need your friendship, or you think I need whatever. No, I'll be alone. But I do, I will be, here's the thing, I'll be alone but open for new friendships. So that's important because I think that a lot of times we think that we have to be, we have to stay with these people and then be alone but not open. I'm open for new, I'm I'm never going to close the door of new friendships and opportunities. But if it don't fit for me, I'm not staying. I think that's the one thing that I do get now because sometimes it takes years it takes some decades 
to get it. But this is my this is my 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 choice. So for my sisters and brothers who have been sexually assaulted, everybody has a different side effect. For whatever day or hour or minute or second that it happened, it is your forever wound. If for a moment you need to cry, it's okay to do it. If for a moment you need to clock out and and say, I need to go to therapy, go. If you need to tell people, "I I can't hang around you today. I can't hang around people today. I can't do people today. Then it's okay. If you decide that I have to move on because you, my you're adding on to my forever wounds, it's okay to let them go. It's not about being the victim because you'll hear that word so often, but I was the victim. But in the process of being a victim, you could be victorious in it. Don't allow the side effects. Don't allow people to repeatedly hurt you. I think that's the, that's, I know that's the key to it. Gotta stop letting people think it's okay to hurt us. We gotta stop thinking that they can forever put these wounds on you and then tell you to forget about it and forgive them. I forgive you, and I, and I, but I'm not gonna forget about it, and I'm gonna move on to the left because I can't never be your friend again. Because I can't give you the option. I'm never going to be your friend again. I'm never going to be your girlfriend again. I'm never going to be, you know, that person that was cool with you. So you can leave a forever scar on me. See, I think that's the thing. People, that that don't make no sense to me. I guess I think differently and I'm wired differently. Now, we can no longer allow people to do that to us. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to me today. Thank you for sharing my story. If you feel compelled to help someone with this, please share it. If you feel compelled to comment, please share. Please comment. Um, Share it on your social media. Follow me on social media at Tam Loves to Write. Follow me on Twitter at Tam Loves to Write. Follow me on Facebook at Tam Loves to Write. On, on Instagram, it's Tam Loves to Write 39. Visit my website at www.tamlovestowrite.com. As always, I want you to do one thing for me. In addition to being kind to yourself and being kind to, being kind to others, don't allow nobody to push over you. Set boundaries. Set boundaries. Number two, support a local author and business, but for support yourself. Invest in your business. Invest in the dream that you have held back on. Invest in you. I always tell people to invest in others because I believe that that if you give, you get. However it is. However, I do believe that you have to support yourself. Self-care. I'm learning that it's important. Take care of yourself. Lastly, give to a nonprofit organization. And so um, that means something to you. It's going to bring value to other people. 
Take care. Happy, happy new year.